Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glass we're coming right back at you again from pop culture cosmos lakers fast break inside sports fantasy football and game source we truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows and if you can 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 give us that five star review on apple Podcasts. plus if you can like plus if you can like share subscribe or do anything that you can to help support us here at the lakers fast break see i told you always in my intro it is greatly appreciated plus if you can go ahead and give some big hands to over to type in the words lakerholics.com that's lakerholics.com you can go ahead and be part of the action today at lakerholics.com and if you're into daily fantasy sports betting please go ahead and check out our friends at thrivefantasy.com for live fantasy sports betting if you're involved in the nba or if you really get involved in the nfl esports pga major league baseball if you're really into that and you like betting on the top players in each of those leagues go ahead and head over to thrive fantasy with your first deposit anything over 20 dollars, they'll match up to 50 dollars. so if your deposit is over 20 dollars they will match a dollar for dollar up to $50 on your first deposit if you use the code LFB. That's LFB for Lakers Fast Break. LFB. We want to go ahead and thank so much for the opportunity to be a part of everything that's going on at Thrive Fantasy. Thank you so much for the thumbs up on Facebook. We truly appreciate it. Well, it's been a great game for people who like exhibition games. Back and forth. The tale of four quarters, that's for sure. But interesting game today. 112 to 107. The Lakers did win on the road in the brand new arena in Phoenix. And here today to talk about everything that's going on with that game and more is a good friend of mine. It is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. It is a good friend indeed. I know him as Tom Wong, but you know him as Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, before I get to you, real quick, if you're listening to this on audio, I want you to go ahead and make sure you listen to this episode, but also give the last two episodes a big chance as well, because you want to go ahead 199 and 200 Lakers fast break 200 was just played with Rafael Barlow that will drop before this drops wherever you get your podcast. So please be on the lookout for that. And of course, I also did a great interview with Chris and Dom Lardieri from Inside Sports Fantasy Football and Domination Sports Nation. So please, I did it all back to back to back. I know it's been a lot for people out there for audio, but you got three fresh new episodes coming at you, including our recap of the game today. So Laker Tom, I put it to you like this. It was a nice game because the result ended up for the Lakers. 
some very positive things we saw again so far this preseason from Kyle Kuzma and your favorite and becoming one of mine, THT, although it's still a learning process in the first quarter, it was kind of shaky, but I will say that once LeBron and AD kind of woke up and decided, you know, hey, I think we're playing basketball again in the second quarter, the Lakers' fortunes did turn around, although that third quarter was really bad. <laughs> Yeah, there were parts of this game, Gerald, that reminded us that uh, it is preseason. Yes. And, uh, you know, uh, LeBron and LeBron and AD in the first quarter really looked a little uh, little slow, a little out of shape, yes. um, a little not not knowing exactly what to expect from their bodies going up there. And, you know, and, there, and, and like all preseason games, there, there were some real highlights and some real lowlights. Uh, again, I thought Kyle Kuzma played extremely well. Um, Agreed. He's shooting well. The thing that I think uh, one of the one of the articles that I I read over the last week or so pointed out that he's he's really improved his shot selection because he's not shooting off of the dribble. He's shooting off of the catch uh, and sure. taking the ball and just firing away. He was catch and shoot. Yep, catch that, and shoot. that really makes a difference for him because his 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 three point percentage is totally dependent upon where he takes the shots. It's based on his shot selection. Um, he's deadly from the corners, and he's does a very good job when he catches and shoots. Uh, when he takes two or three dribbles and and then tries to shoot off of the run, uh, off the bounce, that's a lot more difficult for him. But he played well. He cut inside to the basket. He was, uh, I think, he does an exceptional job. And and hopefully, hopefully, having him play with Marcus All will really be a plus because he's probably the best cutter the Lakers have on the team as far as flashing to the basket. Yeah. And uh, this was not a great game by Marcus all after all he had a minus 16 and, and looked, looked a lot like the 35 year old Marcus all than, than you would want him to look. You, you now know my concern. I mean, yeah, no, I, it, it, but on the same token, you know, it is, it is, it is preseason and a guy like Gasol, who's not a leaper at all pretty much a pretty slow plotting type of player. He needs to get into shape, you know, not as bad as James Harden, who's been uh, eating his way in for the last two months, obviously, but Kuz did a great job. And then um, Taylor Horton Tucker, you know, uh, another outstanding game by him. I mean, there was a point First in time. First quarter kind of shaky a little bit. Yeah. You know, and that's, I, I, I'm really impressed by that because he came out, he missed his only two threes and they weren't even close. Yeah, um, and he didn't have an exceptionally good first quarter, although he made a nice block and had, Got a, good, had a good steal. He also didn't stay with his man, even not even on. They didn't give us some hard screens. They gave him like soft screens, and he didn't stay with his man. And I thought he could have in the well, first quarter. You know, you got to understand. It's a learning process. It's, it's, it's I know a, it's, it's also a matchup process because he's yeah. not. His weakness is his quickness. He's not really quick, and his strength is that that you know, as the announcers pointed out. For a six foot four guy, he happens to have the longest reach and the most weight in the NBA. Yeah, he's two hundred thirty pounds. He's a he's a truckload for people to handle, and he showed that in the second half. So he he actually is better guarding. Uh, I know I, I'm in the middle of writing an article of why he should be the backup point guard for the Lakers, and one of his weaknesses is really probably guarding other quick smaller point guards when. Yes. Where, where a better a better defender in that situation in the matchup situation is probably Dennis Shooter, although Dennis hasn't looked like the starting point guard so far. Um, he's really sort of struggled in his game, 
but boy, did uh, THT really put it on in the second half. Uh, yeah. And he came back. He came back and was basically unstoppable uh, in that early fourth quarter. I mean, he really just made point after point after point in driving, and and they just not could they could not stop him. And again, uh, outstanding free throw shooting, the ability to draw fouls. He really was. He really was the guy, along with Kuzma, who brought the team back. And it makes you kind of wonder. You know, there was a there was an interesting quote in the LA Times, and this is a quote from the bubble when they uh, the team the starters had already gone to the showers, and Vogel was standing there watching THT and a bunch of the second string players play against each other, and Talon, you know, made a couple of great moves and so forth, and, uh, and then the. Uh, the reporter caught Vogel saying the following thing to one of the staffers. He says, you know, this dude is going to start for us next year. And that's just an amazing statement by a coach like Frank Vogel. Well, you could see you could see that in the third and fourth, actually in the fourth quarter. Is, he really he came on really strong. Obviously, he is, finding he's the got lane. Some talent. He's got some ability. He made some he made some excellent passes. He made yeah. judgments on. On, on the hockey passes that he was making rather than thinking about taking the ball and shooting it. Exactly. Uh, even though everybody says he's not shy at all about taking his shot. And uh, he still knows when to make the right pass. Uh, he hit Kaycock on a beautiful bounce pass. It was one of those low bounce passes where you really yes. hop the ball up to the guy going to the basket. Um, he, he really has, he really is going to be hard to keep out of the rotation this year. And I wouldn't at all be surprised if he was a starter next year. Um, it's he could interesting. Be a starter the at the question, end of this year. The big question is, what is his position? I mean, yeah. he, and he's great because he's really more of a combo guard. He's not a pure point guard, um, but he, and he's not a shooting guard. He he probably he probably is a shooting guard from you know if you if you look at a guy and you say what positions can he defend? Those are the positions you can play in the NBA. Yeah, um, he can defend the two and he can defend the three. Yeah, um, he definitely has the ability to defend those wing guys. It's the guys that give him a lot of trouble are the really slithery small guys. Um, and yet he has the ability on the offensive end to really be a point guard. He makes good decisions. He can get to the basket. He puts a lot of pressure on when he gets into the paint. Frank Vogel has this saying, paint and great. And that's what his favorite play is on offense, which is a guy who gets into the paint and hits an open shooter. And he calls that paint and great. And it's one of the things that Talon does an excellent job of. So, you know, those were the highlights of, of, of the, of the game tonight, which is Kuzma's looking awful good. And he's, he's showing excellent choice of shots. He didn't have, I think an exceptional defensive game, but he definitely is a guy who can bother the, he has the length and height to bother those wing shooters. It's kind of funny. I thought, I thought that the Suns were going to be a tougher matchup than they were. Um, and once again, you know, what it really comes out against teams like the Suns, especially in a preseason game where Monty's trying to play a lot of guys to see what they can do, uh, is that they really don't have much depth after that, after an excellent sort of starting lineup. I'll Aiden. tell you what, though, Devin Booker uh, oh, really Booker. Is, is, is a superstar in the making. Booker, Booker is smooth. I think just like Eddie Eddie said when he was doing the broadcast there, Eddie Johnson, he's, Booker, every time Booker shoots, you think it's going in. Yeah, yeah it's, it's smooth, very smooth. Um, but he's becoming a playmaker a well. I'd love to have him on the Lakers at some point in time in his career. Um, I doubt that's going to happen until he's a, a wily veteran, if you will.
He's a great playmaker now. He's becoming yep. that. He's developing that game. I saw him, you know, handling the ball off the dribble, also as well being yeah. able to distribute. He's he's beginning to become that full layered player right. that I think that he could become to you know to reach that next level. But you know what? The Lakers right now they well, after that third quarter where they were just absolutely miserable in every way. They, they found the, I guess, some type of lineup that would work for them. And like you said, THT and Kuzma really took over in the fourth quarter. They asserted their their just their just will against the Suns' backups. And mind you, not every, both teams weren't playing their superstars very much in the game at right. all. Chris Paul didn't see much action. Devin Booker didn't see a whole lot of action. And of course, LeBron and AD sat out the second half, mm-hmm. which we saw in the third quarter was really something that you know, hurt the Lakers deeply. Uh, there's just little things that we're saying, like Wes Matthews not being able to finish shots. Uh, you know, Marcus Saul not being able to go ahead and give you the kind of nimbleness. There were a lot of bunnies. There were a lot of bunnies missed in yeah, the game. Yeah, I mean, there were preseason. Yeah, just little things like that. Just to, and when you're when you're only having to deal with small things like that, Laker Tom, that's a good thing. When you're talking about all the other things that that other teams have to work on. With the Lakers, there's just small little things that they right. have to go ahead and maybe compensate for. Uh, I actually was on, like I said, the 200th episode of the Lakers Fast Break earlier with Rafael Barlow. And, you know, we, we both said that the Lakers are becoming more and more the clear favorites. In fact, I know you already have them as the clear favorites. But again, you know, there's a lot that this team can do. Just little things I'm worried and concerned about. But the Lakers seem to have an answer every time I have a question. You know, it's kind of funny. The uh, the way the game started off, the Suns had that 25 to, to 13 lead or something like that. Yeah. Uh, with 338 left in the first quarter, they scored over the next 19 minutes, 19 points. I mean, that when you think about it, you know, if you can hold the team to a point a, a, point a minute, you're going to win the game because they're only going to score 48 points. Yeah. So for a 19 minute period, the entire second quarter and the three and a half minutes of the, of the first quarter left there, they only scored 19 points. Um, and what was a 12 point lead turned into a 12 point deficit. Um, so you could see the Lakers turn it on and you could see Vogel calling the timeouts, even though it was preseason at the right moments. Um it was good to see Kaycock and uh, Ante Tacombo get to play um, because they. It's kind of funny. They, and I, I posted an I posted a tweet about that that Vogel actually answered that they were having excused absences for those two guys. And excused absence is the new euphemism that the league has created for you either tested positive for COVID or you were in a contact tracing situation where you had some exposure to it. And so all of a sudden, you know, you're not allowed to play. Um, And so they must have been in a contact tracing situation, tested and came out, tested and came up negative. So they were allowed to play Um, because they weren't in the, they weren't in the last game. They were basically out because of that absences. And that's a kind of a funny thing that also McKinney has been, in that category and you wonder whether McKinney actually has it. Um, I don't know whether it's HIPAA regulations that there or whether it's just a non-transparency attitude toward COVID that they don't want to be like the NFL and announce all of the players who've got it and so forth. Um, but it's just really so subtle that it, it bothers me. I mean, you'd think they'd at least in the box score 
instead of a DN play a DNP for did not play coach's decision that they would indicate which guys, you know, well, they said in a recent report, there was like one new case that was reported, I think out of the latest round of testing. I wonder if that one was Alfonso McKinney or not, because we haven't seen him on the floor as right. of yet. So yeah, and he's, one, been a, he's been an excused absence for the yeah. whole part of it. Kind of, he, he's kind of an interesting player because I think he's got some talent. I, I live in Northern California, so I watched him play in the, on the Warriors, you know, and I, I got a good sight for him. And he's an athletic guy. Um, so he's got some talent. And, uh, you know, it's there's some disappointments. I mean, I one one of the disappointing players that I've, I, I've just been trying to figure out what's going on with him is Dennis Schroeder. Um, he has not looked like the Dennis Schroeder that we saw at, at OKC. And I know Dennis got a lot of flack for stating that he wanted to be the starter and and for reminding people that his agent talked to the Lakers about that when the Lakers were going to trade for him, that that Dennis wants to be a starter. He doesn't want to come off the bench anymore. But so far, Dennis hasn't produced enough to warrant being automatically made the starter at this point in time. I wrote an article recently that I'm thinking that one of the solutions that the Lakers may have for, for this deep roster load management and the COVID situation is to just have a rotating uh, lineup where every fifth game, somebody two, two and a half, two or three guys sit out and you end up playing uh, 56 games over of the uh, 60 of the 72 game season. Um, and it lets you play lots of combinations. And the main thing is that if you only play eight or nine guys and then, then everybody gets to play 20 minutes and everybody gets to have a chance to get in rhythm, you get the chance to develop some rapport with your teammates out on the court. Um, you go to an 11 man rotation and there's always going to be a couple of people who pay like six minutes or eight minutes and so forth. And there's very few players in the league who really can contribute on a regular basis when they only get a few minutes like that. And it's not all the time. And so I'm hoping that that Bogle is going to do that. Uh, that would really be able to keep the whole team fresh the entire season. It would probably limit the number of injuries that we get. And there's always a rapport on a team, you know, when you got 11 players who are getting regular time and playing. Um, tonight, you know, you saw the what may be the best 13th man in the league play, which is Quinn Cook. Um Cook basically was actually the guy along with uh, THT who really fueled that fourth quarter run. Um, some clutch threes. Uh, he's, he's really been shooting the ball well. Um, he, has his, he has his lapses on defense. Um, I, the one thing that I always hate to see, and every time it happens, a lot of the time it seems to be Cook or one of the other players who do it, which is leaving a weak side corner three shooter, you know, all alone. And over committing to try to help, you know, in the key, even when the ball's on the strong side and you're on the weak side, there's not much you can do there. So you, you, you'd be smart to, to stay with those corner threes. I always liked uh, Pop's whole attitude toward corner threes, which is if your man's in a corner three situation, then you don't help, period. You know, unless unless it's unless it's somebody like, you know, Trez Harrell, you know, Harrell had had the best uh, plus minus for the game, but. He hasn't impressed me, nor has Schroeder impressed me so far this season. And there have been times when I felt like we missed some of the athleticism and shot blocking that we used to get from Dwight and JaVale. I still think that was a smart decision to bring Marcus all in. I'm hoping that as he gets back into shape and so forth, that he'll look like a little more spry. But right now, you know, 
we look small. Uh, and a lot of it, I think, is because when Harold's in there, he's not in there with Davis and he's not in there with LeBron. Um, once we get into the regular season, I think that you'll see Harold mostly play with Davis and LeBron. And that that gives a lot of protection for the lack of size that that Trez has. But overall, you can't complain. You know, like you said, Gerald, we won the game. We saw some really great signs from Kuzma and THT and all of the articles about Talon that have been written out there about how the Lakers have suddenly found this star player. When they've got a 10-man deep rotation, it's the deepest rotation in the league. The last thing the other teams in the league want to find out is that they got a potential starter who's in his second year and just turned 20 years old. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. People are just losing their minds trying to consume Marvel products right now, and I don't blame them. This is some of the best entertainment you can get on TV and big screen right now. If something's going to be successful or not, they look at the mentions, they look at the likes, they look at the retweets and the tweets and the subtweets and the tweet tweets, and they look at all of that to say, okay, this is actually going to garner a lot of attention. Is it going to be enough, though? I think the fish out of water syndrome might be enough for somebody like us because it's going to be hilarious to watch two stoner kids we saw barely make it through high school now live in a society that they fully don't understand because they've been stuck in a decade and never came out of it. Facebook stars, not ninja stars, okay? I know how some people take things literally. So don't throw ninja stars at us, but like the Facebook stars, click on those. That's what we want. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. First, want to give a big shout out to Monzer Mansour, also as well, Craig James, Chris LeBron, and also as well, Twitch Degenerate 2018 for going ahead and liking the video. To answer your question, Twitch Degenerate 2018, if it's a specific injury, like if it's a hand, a finger, a leg, or a nose, or whatever, if it's a physical injury, then they do have to report it. They have to list it and they have to determine whether or not it's something that they're going to stay out of the game from. They're going to be out for an extended period of time. They have to keep the league in check on that. They obviously have also told the league as far as any COVID outbreaks or any issues with COVID that they're having. But to the regular public out there, they're obviously disguising it or just maybe, maybe just not disguising it per se, but classifying it as for family reasons or an undisclosed illness and, and not, not being able to publicize out there that's COVID. But the it's league... Unexcused absences is the yeah, term that unexc- they're supposed to be That's what Vogel used when he was asked about McKinney. Yeah. He but he's an unexcused be- absence. And he said the same thing about Costas and Kaycock the other day when one of the reporters asked him why they didn't play. But the NBA knows exactly when and where these yeah. guys are, have been tested because they're the ones that get the results first and foremost, even ahead of the Lakers team, because they're the ones that let the Lakers know whether or not these guys test positive or not. But if it's an actual physical injury like an arm, an elbow, or whatnot, then, of course, that's listed on injury reports each and every day that the team hands out there. But I'll tell you what, it was a good win for the Lakers. Fourth quarter finished out strong for the backups. Second quarter looked really good for the team as far as little hints of what you could see. Again, some small questions that obviously you and I will be trying to answer over the course of the next few months with the Lakers season. There is one more game coming up here on Friday. So be be prepared. It's the Lakers' last preseason game, and we'll be doing a wrap-up then. But before we head on out, my friend, I want you to go ahead and hit up everybody that's out there on what's going on with 
Lakerholics.com. Obviously, there are five great things always coming up from our good friend Jamie Sweet. Also, as well, there's great articles from our good man, indeed, Mr. Magic Man, Sean Grice. But go ahead and let everyone know what you're working on, on the thousands and thousands of articles you got, as our good friend Rafael Barlow would say, in the chamber that you've got locked and loaded and ready to go ahead and distribute out on your medium.com site and lakerholics.com. Well, it's always good to have several things going because things change so fast in the NBA that that uh, you just need to you just need to be able to switch gears. Uh, I've got two articles that I'm working on right now. Um, one of them just is two, just two in the chamber. Wow. One of them is the. Are you feeling well? I'm feeling perfectly well. Okay. The first article is basically looking at the offensive weapons that Rob Palenka has provided uh, Frank Vogel, because we've really made a shift. Toward a little, a lot more offense this year than defense in sense. We're hoping that we can maintain our defensive intensity, but we gave up two shot blockers uh, and we gave up, gave up some sizes center uh, in order for more versatility uh, of, of attacking an offense and uh, a three-point shooter in Marcus All and and a guy who can pass from the top of the key. Uh, and then you brought in, you know, two sixth man of the year type candidates. Uh, who averaged 18 points per game in in Dennis Schroeder and uh, Trez Harrell. So this was a shift. You know, you're putting in you're putting in some offense. There's going to be some cost on defense, and I think it's a move that is partly opportunistic because of the opportunity they had to to get Harrell and steal him away from the Clippers. But I think also it's a it's a recognition that in a season like this where you've got a shortened schedule. And uh, where there are going to be players in and out and where you want to get load management for LeBron and AD that uh, we need some offense. Because last year we were we were really struggling when LeBron and AD were on the bench and sometimes struggling just when LeBron was on the bench. So uh, that's one thing I think I've touched on. And then the other thing that I'm looking at is um, what is the role for Taylor Horton Tucker? What should the Lakers do with him? I mean, there's a, it's an interesting situation because for the third game in a row the young man showed that he has something to contribute right now and frankly had we not had him tonight we wouldn't have won that game Uh, it's that simple so if you know i mean you're not going to make a decision based on just three preseason games however everything that we saw in these last three preseason games frank vogel the coaches on the staff the superstars on the Lakers and the players on the Lakers for a man have said this is the same thing they've been seeing since the bubble. He played that bat in the bubble. He does it in practice, exactly what you're seeing him do to the Suns tonight and and what he did to the Clippers on, on the last two games. Talon is doing that to his teammates every day in practice. Um, it's why there's so much hype about the guy and and why Frank Vogel would actually come out and say, Maybe in a in a sort of a joking way, but you know this dude is going to start next year. It's an interesting situation. When I've got an article basically that says I think he should be our backup point guard. I think that's his role, and especially if Schroeder starts. And if you're talking about starting with Schroeder and and Marcus All starting and LeBron. Those are probably your three best playmakers on the team. So when you bring somebody in off of the bench the next option is Caruso and as good as Caruso is defensively and so forth, he is not the scorer or the guy who can get into the paint 
to do the paint and grate, as Frank Vogel calls it. The guy that can do that on this team right now better than anybody else is Taylor Horton Tucker. So I invite everybody to stop by LakerHolics.com. We've had some great conversations. As Gerald always says, the, uh, the articles are wonderful, but the real action is in the comments. And yes. that's one of the things that I think really sets us aside. The comments are always very intelligent, uh, knowledgeable fans, informed fans, and uh, always respectful of everybody. So it's a perfect place if you want to come on in and talk about our Lakers. Except for Tom and I. Our tip for Tad sometimes goes, well, actually, you know what? I'm not as bad with you on the comments as far as on this concern. I think it's Jamie and you who really go at it. Well, I, I always made, there's a comment I made to somebody. I, I think it might have been you. No, actually, it was, uh, it was DJ. We're watching the Lakers here pouring water into everybody's glasses. And there's always a few of those guys out there that seem to want to tip the glass and spill it out just so it won't be half full at any rate. This I'll is a time what. for Laker fans to be very excited and, and very happy. Yeah. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a half glass half full guy all the way. Uh, I think the Lakers are in a tier by themselves. And I think they're going to show that during the regular season, even with the load management and all of the other things that are going to happen. I'll tell you what, if you're interested, again, be part of the conversation. If you're a Lakers or NBA fan today at Lakerholics.com, you'll get to see all the great articles you always get the updates from the Lakers fast break. Again, you'll check out the episodes, including if you're listening on audio, the two I just dropped right now. Well, yes, uh, better when half full. That's right, Twitch Degenerate 2018. Glasses are usually better when they're half full, but need I digress on that one? I will say this when, again, if you're listening to this on audio, the previous two episodes I just dropped back to back. First episode is with Chris and Dom Lardieri of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. They stopped by to talk about the NBA season and the big Supermax extension for Giannis Antetokounmpo, who his brother might be actually wanting to borrow some money. You know, I'll tell you what, you get to try on my Lakers championship jersey again if you go ahead and give me some cash over here. Something like that <laughs> might be worked out between the Antetokounmpo's. Then also, want to tell you our 200th episode of the Lakers Fast Break with Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. That's also going to be right there wherever you listen to your podcast. So please check it out. If you're listening to this on audio, please go ahead and check that out today at the Lakers Fast Break, wherever you get your podcast, And, of course, make sure you go ahead. If you're into daily fantasy sports, check us out, Thrive Fantasy, thrivefantasy.com, and use the code LFB on your first deposit. Make sure they'll do a match-to-match up to $50. Degenerate2018, please check him out on his streaming, live game streaming on Twitch around the clock. He does it whenever he can. Also as well, Chris Jose LeBron from the Off the Ball Network. I know he gave us some love tonight. And also Craig James from the Podcast City Network also gave us some love. So we truly appreciate it. And we cannot thank enough everybody for watching us on Facebook Live and YouTube. If you want to go ahead and subscribe, please go ahead and do so. Follow us on Lakers Fast Break on Facebook or also as well, Lakers Fast Break on YouTube. And we truly appreciate if you do, you just go ahead and catch all of our post-game shows that we're going to do, all of our regular podcasts and so much more right here at the Lakers Fast Break. I'll tell you what, the comments are flying fast and furious right now from Twitch Degenerate 2018. We do appreciate the nice compliments and the kind words that you sent us tonight. I do appreciate everything that you said. Also, Twitch Degenerate 2018, like I said, and also as well, Monster Mainsor. Please just 
cannot thank you guys enough. You guys are awesome. Everybody that's in the comments, everybody that liked us, our videos, we cannot thank you enough for doing so. But for Laker Tom, it's Gerald Glassford. It was, again, a 112 to 107 victory for the Los Angeles Lakers tonight in preseason. Kind of rough start. Great second quarter, lousy third quarter, but a nice comeback win in the fourth quarter. They closed out the game strong. Great games by THT and Kuzma going ahead and taking home for the Lakers. Mind you, it's still preseason, but hey, we'll take a win any way we can get it. So we're looking forward to being here Friday with another game against the Phoenix Suns. So it's back-to-back in Phoenix. Looking forward to talking about it then. So for Laker Tom, it's Gerald Glassford. We cannot thank you enough for listening. Cannot thank you enough for watching right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.